good. Oh, it uh, is. Oh. Anyway, guys, uh, proceed with precaution. It is so good. <laughs> hey, Rose. Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello. Hey everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the savage podcast. Welcome beak. Welcome. Welcome <laughs> beak. We have beak. Today. <laughs> that sounds so weird. Rose. We're Beak. I'm from New Zealand. Oh God. Okay. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not punish let's our listeners so early. Let's not piss off the uh, the Kiwi audience. Yes. With my shitty Kiwi accent. This is true. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, guys. Right now, I am watching my friend's dog. His name is Henny, yeah. and he has just walked in and joined us. Yes. Uh, but he's just over there. He's chilling. Yeah, he's chilling like a villain. Um, Henny, come. I don't think he will. Oh, he's so cute. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's he's going to so, sit there and watch us. Yes. He's a Shiba Inu and he is very much like a big cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does not behave like what I'm used to dogs behaving. It's so interesting. <laughs> he's super calm. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. <laughs> he's had enough. Nope. He's walking away. <laughs> he's like, no, you guys are good. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. He's like very calm and very just like doesn't give a fuck. Mm. Not super affectionate. Yeah. So he's just kind of like there. But I definitely found that because one of our friends has a similar breed yeah. of dog, right? Um, and not exactly a Shiba, but like something similar. Yeah. Like kind of like that same. I can't remember what her, what her, I what, don't know what either. Her dog yeah. Is, but again, like really chill. They're just like, it's, it's as if they're like, I honestly, like a like, cat. but they're also, it's just like they're stoned 24 seven. Cause they're just, <laughs> they're very just like, kind of. <laughs> and then you'll like, you'll like pet them. They love to get like pet, pet and stuff, but they won't get excited. They're just kind of sit there like, yeah. <laughs> and like, even when you come to the door, they don't like run and yeah. jump on you. They're just kind of like, yeah, they're very, <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's what the, they, they remind they, me of yeah. me when I'm stoned. <laughs> Don't want to get off the couch. Yeah. Want to eat all the time. Yeah. Um, not super affectionate when people run it. Like someone could probably unlock the door and just come into my house. Yeah. I'll just lay there. <laughs> so I feel like that's, that's, oh, Lord that's Jesus. Oh my God. Speaking of which, actually, before we jump in, we have a few new patrons. We sure do. Guys, if you do not know yet, we are on Patreon, patreon.com. Slash the Savage Podcast. It's basically a little members only community yep. where basically you get ad free content, you get bonus episodes every single month just for the Patreon members, and you get every episode a week earlier than everybody else. Yep. So we have four new patrons to wow. shout out, and you also get a little shout out. That's correct. So let's say thank <laughs> you to Shreya, Katie, Una, and Jennifer. Woo! Welcome to the Patreon community, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining. And again, the link will be below in, in the, the show, show notes, notes. Uh, if you guys are interested in joining Patreon. Check it out, guys. Check so, it out. So um, what I wanted to say was, <clears throat> now I did not look into this, so I'm going to have to Google it right now. Okay. <laughs> but apparently there's been like a new study about weed and the effects of weed, which what? is quite interesting. Like what kind of <laughs> like negative or positive rose? Well, let's see. New study. <laughs> I'm scared because, you know, as somebody that... Uh, recreationally <laughs> partakes in the drug choice of Mar- Mary and Juana. Okay, well, let me read the title okay. and then you tell me what you think okay. of the title. Let's hear it. Study offers concerning insight into how daily marijuana use can affect your heart. God, <laughs> they won't be wrong with my so, heart now. So apparently using marijuana every day can raise a person's risk of coronary artery disease mm. or CAD by a third compared to those who never partake, a new study found. Interesting. A growing body of evidence suggests that cannabis is not entirely without harm. It may actually cause cardiovascular disease. I was not expecting this because the thing is, I was probably expecting more so like brain stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like maybe it increases the likelihood of getting dementia. I think that does actually stuff. There is definitely some brain risks. Yeah. The thing is, I'm still like, pro weed in a sense that I think it should, it should be legal and yeah. you know there shouldn't be like repercussions for people like taking it but it is there's nothing that comes without risk exactly. like there's definitely it's a mind a altering substance exactly. it's going to come with some risk but i didn't rec- i didn't know that it would be like a cardiovascular risk 
but I guess it, I don't know. Um, let's see. So yeah, serious heart disease. Let's see. So coronary artery disease is caused by plaque buildup in the walls of the arteries that supply blood to the heart. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. blah, Signs of the condition. So using once a month or less, a study pulled data on people participating. uh, Million people. um, So apparently participants completed a survey on their cannabis use, which is, you know, surveys. Mm, mm, This is where it's a little bit. mm. The research team used that information to place those who responded into five categories. Daily users, weekly users, monthly users, and those who used once or twice a year. Uh, once or twice in three months. Okay. And those who never used. So blah, blah, blah. And then they compared those categories uh, with partip- participants of medical records a few years later. But they did, they did have a pretty big, Sample like a size? million million people. So wow. this is what they used. Okay. And then they found that daily cannabis users were 34% more likely to be diagnosed with coronary artery disease than those who had never used. Okay, but rebuttal. I have a rebuttal. You have a rebuttal. Well, I have, I have a, I have my, my initial thought is correlation does not equal causation. Yeah. So we don't know the thing is if you're using and like no shade to people that smoke every single day weed. Okay. But Unfortunately, okay, there's a lot of things that are associated with daily marijuana use. If you're smoking every day, there's a chance that you are a little lazy. Mm. There's a chance that you're going to eat like shit. This was going to be my rebuttal. Like, I'll I'll wait till you're done and then I'll tell you what I'm saying. So it's like, we don't know that, and I don't know, maybe there's more information later on in this article, but based on that alone is not an indicator that marijuana is the cause of you getting coronary artery disease. Well, that was going to be my point too, because they were mentioning coronary artery disease. It's from a plaque buildup in your arteries. Right. And we know like science has proven, you know, certain foods that are high in fats and everything. There's an actual direct link and relation. And where I was confused is I was like, (laughs) how does smoking marijuana itself cause plaque? Is there, is there some sort of thing that's in the weed that causes plaque to build up in your arteries now if that's not the case because like i mean i'm not seeing how something that you're smoking is causing that but it could be so i could be wrong yeah but a big part of it too is i think you're right in a sense that just because they're pers- the person smoking weed there's other things that come with it right like and i think about myself like if i get really stoned tonight <laughs> i will literally if i if I, there's there's moments where I have self control and there's moments when I don't and when I don't have self control like we've even done it we ate so oh much food that we were actually almost physically to, sick uh, I was actually physically yeah sick. Rose was actually sick I was <laughs> pretty much on the Which verge is, of barfing yeah it was bad but we just kept eating because it was so good and whatever yeah. and, and if you eat like that like that is gonna cause your arteries to clog like you can't eat uh, oh but this is properly like that this is interesting okay let's hear it the results held true even after researchers factored out. Other potential causes of coronary heart disease, (laughs) such as age, sex, major cardiovascular risk factors, Mm. such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, obesity, smoking, and alcohol use. But that still doesn't factor in how your diet plays a role. Exactly. Munchies is pretty significant. And also diet, like we know, I mean, there's been so many studies done about diet and the cause with uh, heart disease, like plethora of studies. Yeah. And, it, and it's been proven, you know, certain foods, certain fatty, like foods that are high in fat content, certain types of fat, all this kind of stuff. So like, again, where is the cause and the link? <laughs> I, well, I would also argue that, again, when you're smoking weed often, okay, again, I'm not saying every weed smoker that smokes weed every day is going to be like this, but mm. it makes you lazy and yeah. it makes you kind of and it does. Like, it makes very you chill. chill. So you're probably not going to be going out for a run. Like you a know? Shiba. Like a sheep, you're gonna be like a sheba. You're yeah. gonna be chilling. You're you're probably not gonna be yeah doing like a bunch of physical activity when you're smoking weed all the time. Exactly. So that's more likely the case in my opinion. So again, like and that plays a factor, right? If you're you know, like for example, like regular exercise mm. is very very good for your heart. So in opposite of that, if you don't do regular exercise, you may have heart problems or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's another factor is that you're probably if you're smoking weed every day. Mm. The chance that you're going out for a run, you're doing stuff and you're exercising, eating right is lower. Well, I can tell you right now, if I'm smoking <laughs> weed, I'm not running. I am. My, my only activity is laying yeah. on my couch watching TV or the, playing video games. The fact is that people that smoke weed every day as well, a lot of people, mm. um, they don't smoke it like we do just like, in, you know, at bedtime. A yeah. lot of people that smoke weed every day, they smoke it all day, every day. Yeah, yeah, They'll yeah. smoke it multiple times. And um, so that's another factor. Mm. So... 
and again, like if you're smoking it all day, every day, the chat, you're just going to be like chill all day (laughs) probably. Um, but it does say this marijuana and the heart. Why does marijuana appear to damage the heart and blood vessels? Maybe this is going to prove us all wrong. First, it increases heart rate and blood pressure immediately after each use. Marijuana smoke also delivers many of the same substance substances researchers found in tobacco smoke. These are harmful to the lungs and cardiovascular system. Um, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Basically, like... Smoking, vaping, cannabis should be avoided due to risk of harm to the heart, lungs, and blood vessels. Apparently, mm. that was warned by the American Heart Association. So there could be some level of actual... Um, direct causation. Direct causation. But I'm not convinced fully. Mm-hmm. Other research has shown smoking weed has triggered heart attacks and leads to a higher risk. Okay, so another rebuttal. Mm. Okay. I think also, uh, again... It may, like, again, if you already have issues with your health, mm. right? Like, let's say you already have heart problems and you smoke weed and all of a sudden it increases your heart rate significantly, blah, blah, blah. Then, yes, you may have a heart attack. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, if somebody's that, but if somebody that's healthy has a little weed, you're probably going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, who knows? <laughs> Proceed with precaution. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the the cliche saying like everything in moderation. Yes, and I feel like it's the same with cannabis use. It's like you know what if you're yes. gonna if you're gonna be using it every single day, probably not the best for you. Like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like it's not. It's like doing any. I feel like it's almost like doing anything every day except for obviously like drinking water because that's, that's <laughs> exactly. like good for you. And but even like, water, you could drink too much. Exactly. Exactly. You could go overboard. Yeah. But like at the end of the day. And same with exercise. If you exercise every single day all the time, like you're going to damage your body. Like anything outside yes. of like moderation or kind of like, you know, listening to your body and all that kind of stuff. Like I think there's nothing wrong with smoking weed a couple times a week or whatever. But like, I do feel like yeah, if you're I doing mean, it we, every day. We love a little. We love a little. It's nice. It, THC. It relaxes me. It chills me it out before nice. bed. Everything be tasting so good. good. <laughs> oh, God damn. It's a little too good. Oh, my God. I don't understand why. I mean, I do it's, understand. But why? Is, what is the... Oh. Like, something happens. It's like... I, I just feel like weed just heightens your, like, ple- oh. pleasure senses. Like, <laughs> in, in, exactly. In, in many more, ways. In many ways. So, like, you know, <laughs> certain things are more fun with a little bit of... You know? It's so good. Oh, it uh. is. Oh. Anyway, guys. <laughs> uh, proceed with precaution. It is so good. Hey, Rose. <laughs> Spoken from true experience. I'm talking about food, Daniel. I don't know what you're so talking about. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like because like I don't know, it's it, it's because um yeah, it just heightens like everything. Things taste better. Things feel better. Like you know, when you get into your bed and your sleep is so cozy. Oh my god, you get into your blanket and you just feel like you're <laughs> like floating on the clouds. <laughs> but also, I sometimes scare myself often because my brain just cannot my brain can't really because my brain's just like i have a thought and then immediately after i forget exactly what i thought right right it's like it's like i was watching like if you watch a movie or something yes it's like it's it's interesting because you get really into the movie and you're like into it right like you're you're so into it and then like a minute later like yeah you're like what just happened like how did we get how did (laughs) did these people get on this train so my i think i would be more scared of the brain effects yeah uh you know, like, for example, they've said, I don't know if this is like fully proven, but they've mm. said that people that are more likely to have like schizophrenia or something, mm. if they smoke weed, then it will trigger it. more. This is this is true. So like whenever people have like a psychotic break or anything like sure. that, one of the first questions that they would ask the doctors ask or would ask is around drug use. Oh, that's really well. Yeah. Drug use or marijuana use? Both. Well, I mean, marijuana exactly. is a drug. Yeah. So, yes. And you're right, because there are some elements of, you know, like. I haven't personally got it from marijuana, but maybe from some other drugs. Um, but well, like, yeah, from other drugs, of course. I know, but it but alters your brain. It does. But I've never, I've never had like on weed. I've never had on like, thankfully, a, a really paranoid experience. Oh, really? But I have had that on other substances. Oh, I've, I've been paranoid on weed for yeah. sure. That's why I don't like to, I don't like to smoke weed when I'm, when I'm out. Yeah. Like I definitely want to be it at home in the comfort of my home. Right, right, right. Uh, where I know there's a bed there. We're out in the wilderness, Rose. I really don't like it. Maybe when we go camping. Maybe sh- some shrooms. <laughs> That's legal now, isn't it? Is it legal? I, I, mean, I saw it's a like fucking a, plant. I saw a TikTok and someone was saying mushrooms are legal in Canada now, but I don't know because I feel like we would have heard about okay, it. Okay, guys. Um, as far as I know, it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, let's get into 
Well, I, technically, it's the second story because I guess we just yeah. added a story. But also, this is probably <laughs> our favorite topic to discuss. Yes. And this single, just re- exactly Single rights. Okay. Yes. Single people rights and our rights to be like what? Like, anyway. Okay. So I found this article. Uh, well, Rose, well, Rose told me about this. Yeah. Yes. Because it came up on your TikTok or it something, It came right? up on my, no, it came up on my Instagram or something. And I was like, what? Mm. Because at first I was like, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and like, then we like talked about it. We were like texting about it. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> so. What are we talking about, Rose? So we're talking about how long it will take singles versus couples to save for a home in Canada. So this is an article by curiosity.com. Mm-hmm. And it says, basically, okay, guys. So the nationwide average, okay, guys, prepare yourselves. Okay. Oh, if God. you are single, you will be angry. Yeah. The nationwide Get your glass of wine ready. <laughs> the nationwide average to save enough for a starter home is now nearly four years for couples mm-hmm. and close to 29 years for single people mm-hmm. when looking at covering the difference between the home price and the mortgage, putting away 20% of their income. Let me just pause for effect. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely. And I was like, how does that even make sense? Yeah. Because like, I don't know. Maybe I was just like, I didn't think about this that mm-hmm. much. Right. Because obviously we, we've complained about singles tax or whatnot. Right, right. And we, you, you know, we're like, okay, it kind of sucks because if you live on your own, like you can't split the bill with anybody. Yeah. So you're just kind of paying for all of it. So essentially we're paying double. Yeah. But that's not even it. Right. Because if you think about it, like it's crazy. So yeah. let's say I, as a single person, earn $4,000 a month. Okay. And I, I don't know, let's say my fucking, uh, expenses are like, what is like $2,000 a month. Yeah. So I'm putting away 2000, saving 2000, spending 2000, but let's say I am in a couple and we both earn the exact same amount. So So 4,000, 4,000. Yeah. So that's $8,000. And let's say we live together and let's say our expenses, because we're, you know, two people, Yeah. Let's be very generous and say it was 3000 even yeah. though I don't even think it would be that, that much. much more. Exactly. Because, you know, usually the biggest expenses are like, what, rent. like rent, gas, uh, like, you know, electricity, Water, all that utilities. stuff. Utilities. Which, you're, it's not really going to like double. Because no, there's it wouldn't double. Yeah. Either way. So let's say it's like 1.5 times the expenses. Mm-hmm. So $3,000 for two people every month. That means they're putting away $5,000, which is... $3,000 more yeah. than me. Which you're not also factoring in too, which is another <laughs> another important element is the power of... And, and, and I think your comparison is a good one, just like financially wise. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's even it's even more drastic in a sense that the single person wouldn't be saving $2,000. They'd probably be saving like a lot less, like even less. Why? Versus the couple. Because like anything that you're doing, it's like... Again, oh, right. So you're saying that I'm being too generous, yes, with my, like yeah. I'm being too conservative with the single exactly because right. right now you're saying, okay, I'm trying to be as fair as possible, exactly. They're saving, <laughs> they're saving five grand, the single person's saving two grand. So you can see right away it's taking a lot more time for that person that's single. It takes actually three times the <laughs> three times the time. So, in that, in that example, it might take the couple three years, and the single will take nine, nine years this, yeah. in, using the same metrics, right? So, that's literally six years. <laughs> more and this is a anyway. this is a conservative one because yeah, there's yeah, the, we're being conservative they're saying close to 29 years yeah, so the gap okay. is four to 29 years oh my God. so what that means though <laughs> okay let me just read this what the actual fuckery is this yeah three to 75 years is how much time a buyer on a single income would need to cover the difference between the affordable bank loan and the starter home price in Canada's 70 cities three to 75 what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay, so assuming that a starter home, which I mean, this is very generous. This is I, don't I mean, know where uh, not that generous. Is. It's very conservative number. Three hundred and twenty-eight thousand five hundred and seventy-three dollars. Uh, I don't know in but fuck nowhere, Manitoba. Mm. <laughs> like who is paying for a starter home? Like this is not a condo. Yeah. Because let me tell you, even you can't even get a condo for that price no. in in cities. So that's, I mean, I guess that's factory in literally like small towns everywhere and right, everywhere. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So again, very, very, very conservative number of mm-hmm. 3,000, uh, 300 and something thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Individual median income. Uh, so 40,000 for a single ish, person and yeah. then couple 87,000. Okay. Yeah. Oh, again, we're taking median incomes here. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. So time needed to save apparently 
For, but that's what they're probably doing here when they did this calculation, yeah. I'm guessing, is so you have the single person earning 40000 let's say, a year. Mm. The couple's earning almost 90000 a year, you know, quite a lot more. And then these the, are median incomes. And these are, yeah, these are medium. And then what they're probably factoring in is what is the average cost of living for an individual versus a couple? Yes, exactly. And once you factor that in, the, uh, the, exactly. the the amount the individual is able to save is so much less. And then you also have to factor in like a number of other factors like compounding interest, exactly. all of this kind Everything. of stuff. Everything. Yeah. Exactly. Because like, the more you have saved, the yeah. more you can earn. Well, and also factor in this. Maybe the calculation didn't factor in this as well. <laughs> if you're the individual saving by yourself and something happens that you need a lot of money for. Yes. It comes out of your savings. Thing. Not like two yes. people earning and say, hey, maybe we don't save this month, but we can just like pay for it yeah. ourselves with our salary. And if you are single and I don't know if they factored in like kids or mm-hmm. anything like this, but if you're like a single mom and you don't have another person to help take care of the child, mm-hmm. childcare is another factor. Yep. You know, the more likely like you're going to have to have, you're going to have to pay for extra things that, you know, you didn't think about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like insane it's, it's insane that it's like this number it's kind of crazy like guys we're talking again to let this sink in for singles 28 years and eight months couples three years and nine months but let's also just factor this in guys <laughs> here's more food for thought as to how fucked up the situation years extra if you're single yes <laughs> but also rose that's assuming the house prices don't change Right. So, so by the time <laughs> by the time the single person has saved for twenty eight years and eight months, they could afford a house that was three hundred and twenty eight thousand five hundred and seventy three dollars. <laughs> However, now the average price is a million. Oh God! And you're fucked. And now you're gonna need another twenty five years. Yeah. So basically, it's just like never gonna happen for you. Well, I mean, we bought. How did? How do? So we should be proud of ourselves. I think so. Yeah. As single people, mm-hmm. single, we are independent I women. Think, cheers. I think <laughs> I think it does help that we're quite a lot above the median income, though. Yes, we are above the median income for sure. Yeah. Like if we were both That's mer- working, low. that is low. If we were both working minimum wage jobs or even mm. jobs that pay us forty thousand a year, like we yeah, probably 40, wouldn't 000. be. That's really low. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fucking low. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it's a reality. That's that's the median income for a single person in Canada. Right. So that means, okay, so then it's fair that the home price is 300 because they're obviously like factoring in, again, mm. the different places in Canada and all right. of the factors. But when you start to extrapolate that to specific to cities, so like Toronto, for example, when the average house price is oh, like, wait. oh, it does it for you. <laughs> Looking, oh, wait, top cities where it's fastest for both singles and couples to save for their starter home. Mm. Strathcona County, Alberta. What the fuck? Who no idea where live? this is. <laughs> That's in our province, and mm. we don't even know that where that is. Um, so apparently, that the starter home is half the uh, the the composite. The composite. What does that even mean? Is that like? I don't know what that means. Anyways, uh, so yeah. What does it say here? I want to see the gap just increases. The yeah, the further out you go, these are all just like smaller. So, yeah, apparently, guys, if you want to live in Canada and if you want to uh, buy a house, you can buy it in Strathcona County, Alberta, which. Where is that? I don't know. <laughs> There's probably nothing there. Also, Edmonton, Alberta is on the list. Apparently, it's a little bit more affordable there, I guess. I guess so. Thunder Bay. Yeah. Quebec Ooh. City. Oh, Quebec City. Should we move to Quebec? Mm, maybe we should. <laughs> That's kind of surprising, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, cities with the biggest gap. Oh, my God. Oh. I don't even think I want to see this. <laughs> okay, guys. Cities with the biggest gap. So basically, the biggest difference between singles and couples, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So num- number one, Richmond Hill, Ontario. Yeah. So, okay. So for couples, couples, guys, oh. they can save for like a starter home. They can save twenty in twenty six years and nine months. If you are single, seventy four <laughs> years and nine months. What the actual hell? But does that factor in, uh, like, do they factor in the median income, though, within that region? No, I think they do, because I think they... It, I don't know if they do. Oh, uh, maybe they don't. I think that's actually based on the national median income, which right. is a little bit unfair, right, right, because right. obviously, depending on where you live, you I might think... make a bit more. Yeah. But I mean, it's not substantial, Rose. I mean, it's an, it, it will make a difference to the calculations, but I don't think it's yeah. like, you know... Anyway, guys, so basically... Uh, oh my God, it's insane. Uh, what do we do? <laughs> we was, government needs to help single people. Yeah, fuck. There needs to be a fucking subsidy. Mm. <laughs> or we need more, um, like communal 
living. Like we yeah. need something. Well, part of the part of the issue, guys, with this whole situation, right? Like, there's many places, or or it, in reality, in the past, it had been like, um, there was a big debate around renting and buying, right? They were saying, okay, if you buy, and I think the bit debate still goes on, but the metrics have changed so much because it used to be, okay, if you buy a place, yeah, you get the benefit of like you know building equity and all that kind of stuff, but you also have a lot more like expenses in terms of like if anything goes wrong in your house or like property tax boy do we yeah or any of those things whereas the renters they could have been just as well off as someone that bought a house if they had like saved the difference of what the homeowners are reinvesting into their property right they could even have more exactly there was this whole thing but now what's happened is the rents have gotten astronomical so because of that they're actually the people that are renting now before maybe they could save more money than those that owned the houses now they're just fucked well, I mean, you could say, say the same thing about buying houses True. because houses are so expensive now. Well, and people's yeah. mortgages will be super exactly. high. Exactly. Well, so it, I don't think, I think it's kind of like the rent's going up because mortgage rates have gone up. The mm. housing market's insane, all that stuff. Yeah. So it all kind of like is connected. <clears throat> Do you know what they say too? Like, and again, I'm not going to be a, I'm always usually a proponent of immigration and everything, but someone was saying that part of the problem that Canada's facing right now mm. is because over the last couple of years, we've really like, there used to be certain obviously caps on the amount of immigration that was coming in. And they like, I think our government like lifted it and had like tons of more people moving in and they're not building houses at a fast enough rate. So there's becoming this discrepancy. I, I mean, I don't know how much that could be partially true, mm-hmm. but I think that people are, blaming it's it's always every time anything happens in a country it's mm. always blame the immigrants blame the immigrants yeah. blame the immigration blame the refugees but really and again and i'm not saying that that doesn't have any factor yeah but the fact of the matter is it, are all the immigrants buying up all the homes no the fact of the matter is these corporations these investors mm. real estate investors yeah. and not just immigrants but like foreign investment into like places like Vancouver, for example. Yeah. You think that was immigrants that bought up all the fucking expensive homes and like made it expensive? Yeah, some of them, but yeah. a lot of it was just foreign investment <clears throat> and just no caps and no regulations on how much people could buy and how much people could like yeah. do in these real estate markets. Yeah, I think that I think that's <clears throat> a big part of it. I think the biggest part is not even the foreign investment. Cause yeah. I, I remember a stat that said like, cause Canada put a cap on, or they actually stopped foreign investment for like two years right. of, of foreign buyers, like yeah. buying properties here because of this issue. Um, but people were saying, like I was watching this thing and they were arguing like actually foreign buyers or foreign investment is only a small part of the problem. And they yeah. make up like, I think it was like, I don't know, I think the stat was around like 10% of, of, okay. of the real estate market where the lion's share is, was like corporations. Like, exactly. so like real estate, cause you know, there's like vehicles, like real estate investment trusts and all these mm, like things mm-hmm. where the underlying asset is actually real estate that these right. companies are buying or these investors are buying up um, and using it to, to grow exactly. money. So I think the, the pro- it's you're investing. right. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. It's people viewing housing as an investment, as a way to make money yeah. and get rich. But that's why it's I, not the immigrants that are coming from like fucking, you know, India and Korea. Like, I don't think that's a big part of the problem at all, yeah. but who the fuck knows? Maybe yeah. I'm completely wrong. I think we need to see a breakdown of, of, of yeah. property, property ownership, but I do agree. I think the, and also the like the 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 fact that there is no cap right like so if i was a wealthy person like yeah. if, I, if i won the lottery for example yeah. let's just pretend i won the lottery today i could go out there and i could start a huge real estate portfolio mm-hmm. and no one could stop me like exactly. I, it's within the realm of i'm allowed to do it which you know some people will say okay good for you you know good job you're gonna make yeah. money that way sure but also i'm taking all of those properties for myself yep and then you can like, yeah. And then that jacks up the prices and yeah. all of these things. And yeah, I, I don't know. Like how many new immigrants to Canada are buying up homes immediately? Like I know my family, we didn't buy a home until like a few years after we had moved. Yeah. And it was not like an expensive home, like, mm. you know, and my parents were relatively well off as immigrants, but mm. like a lot of people are not coming, you know, like fucking loaded. And I mean, some people are, but some, some people, people aren't yeah. like, I don't know. I, I would like to see the numbers. I would <laughs> yeah. like to see the numbers. I, I just think, I think the big problem is whether owning or renting, like yeah. housing needs to be affordable. Like exactly. that's the end of the day. If you're, if, if, if you know what, if we're in a society where like renting is a, a norm and there's like a big, like proponent to rent. Yeah. That's great. But then there needs to be rent controls in place or something yeah. to say, Hey, you're not allowed to like blow this, blow your rent out of the water, you know? Yeah. Oh God. Now I'm, now I'm, now I'm curious. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Linking immigration. Okay. I just found a random article linking immigration to the housing shortage may be missing the problem. Experts say 
which is basically what we just said. Yeah. Canada now has more than 2.5 million non-permanent residents, blah, 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 with rising rents and housing prices, making it increasingly hard to find an affordable place to live. Some are pointing the finger at Canada's record level immigration rates. Immigration is not the only thing putting a strain on the housing market. Again, yeah, I'm not mm. saying it's not at all putting yeah. it. High interest rates, bil- increasing building costs and red tape at the municipal level can that can slow down or halt home construction are all part of the picture. But to tackle the pressure being created by immigration, some are now openly discussing forging a public policy link between how many people in Canada, Canada takes in each year, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, let's see. We have to bring the immigration numbers in line with the number of houses that are built. The growth in immigration should not exceed the amount of housing stock we add. Okay. Anyway, I, mm. I guess people are just... Anyway, it's yeah. nuanced. There should be there should also be like rules and stuff, you know? Like I just, I don't know. There should be some controls in place because there's people out there, individual investors, for example, yeah. that have a portfolio of like 75 properties themselves. This is what I mean. I think that is the bigger problem. Mm-hmm. It's like people should not be able to hoard properties. Yeah. And yet that that's what's happening. And we're going to blame the fucking... Again, not saying it's not at all <laughs> partly to blame, yeah. but to allow people to just hoard properties yep. and make millions of dollars yeah. just from and buying th- houses. And this was ironic too, because you know, a lot of the people that claim or landlords, and I, again, I don't know what situation all the landlords are in, but one of the biggest things is, you know how like the in, the um, interest rates have gone up and rents have subs- subsequently gone up because obviously, well, especially if you're on a variable mortgage, yeah. your, your, your rate does go up if your interest yes. rate goes up, right? However, there's a lot of people and landlords that are number one, mortgage free, Mm. Or number two are on a fixed rate, fixed term mortgage. So they're on like a five year locked in. And if they're not up for renewal for a while, there's no reason for them to increase rent. Right. But they do it with everyone else. Because, because the market's increasing the exactly, rent. Exactly. Because they're yeah. like, well, you know, the increased exactly. costs and increase this. It's <clears> like, <throat> but if your costs haven't gone up, why are you gouging yeah. your renters? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And like, we could probably build more affordable housing and mm. all of these things. But, you know. It's not making money. Mm-mm. Anyways. Okay. So <laughs> next story, your favorite person, John Stewart. Ooh. So John Stewart, guys, I'm sure you guys know of him. He was the host of what is called The Daily Show, yeah. which is kind of like a comedy slash political discussion show. Right. Um, and John Stewart, I think he hosted it for years. Mm-hmm. And then he like retired or and like didn't he have his own show for a little while yeah and then he kind of got off it for a while but yeah. he was kind of still in the limelight and he started kind of coming back into the political sphere mm. and he started doing some really good interviews oh, that, da- lo- that daniel loves i'm and, obsessed and so he got back on the daily show mm. recently which was i think it had like record you know uh, viewership and all yeah. this stuff because like a lot of people really like john stewart yeah and so he is quite like left-leaning and he you know he criticizes like everyone essentially yeah and so he did the segment, which I like just listened to today, where basically he's like um, talking about how basically the two presidential candidates that are most likely going to be the presidential candidates, mm. which are Trump and Biden, are old as fuck. I know. <laughs> which is what we talked about. It's concerning. Like if you have somebody that's like 85 years old oh running and becomes a president, it's like there's a tr- there's a legitimate concern. Yeah how long they're going to physically be able to run. Exactly. Or like run the country. And it's not even just about the age like we just discussed. Like they are, I mean, Trump is also a little bit, you know, cognitive. I mean, he's, one could argue that he was never cognitively there. (laughs) And how is he able to fucking run? I I still don't don't understand. He had like government charges against him. I don't know. I don't know. It's like America. What is going on down South? I don't know. But, so Biden, again, he's losing his mind, forgetting yeah. where he is, like whatever oh the my fuck. God. So John Stewart made this, you know, did a segment. It was mm. a bit comedic. And he said this one thing that was so, I like literally laughed out loud. He's basically like, um, if if these two get up as presidential candidates, this would be record breaking. And they would be breaking the record on their own previous record. As in, <laughs> they were the ones that set the record for being the oldest uh, presidential candidates or whatever. Yeah. And now they would only be breaking their own record. <laughs> Because they're old as fuck. And we've never seen such old as fuck presidents. Like, I'm sorry. And then The View. You guys know The View? Yeah. Do you like The View? Um, <laughs> I view The View in a, in a <laughs> certain way. In a certain way. Yeah. Uh, it's like, basically now it's just, you know. I think The View used to be good. but it I feel like to it, be entertaining. Yeah. I feel like now it's kind of like, I don't know. They are just kind of, you know. 
whatever. So yeah. they flipped out apparently mm-hmm. over John Stewart's Biden criticism. And they were saying how it's ageism and that it was offensive to octogenarians, which I assume are people in their 80s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess he was away for nine years. That's wow. pretty crazy. So apparently they complained that it was offensive and ageist. Guys, it, it's not about ageism. Mm. Okay. It's about like, for example, do we, do we have 60 year olds in the NFL? No, no, because they cannot fucking play like regular, like young people. Yeah. That's not ageism. That's just like being competent to do your job. Exactly. And it's, it, it does have to do guys like with <laughs> our, <laughs> I can't with we have a, to talk about this with our bodies, right? Like we are, we have, we're on this planet for a finite amount of time. Right. <laughs> yes. And we're not saying like, I'm not saying somebody that's like in their eighties couldn't like, you know, like my granddad was like running in his eighties and sure. like, doing stuff like you can still do certain things. But like, again, like you're not competing in an NFL. You're not, you know, uh, you know, doing certain things that require your body to be at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And also with, with age comes a lot of different factors, dementia, your memory loss, all this kind of stuff, which is great. You know, we things to look forward to Rose, yeah, um, stop. <laughs> but at the end of the day too, it's like, it is concerning when people are, you know, quite, quite old. Um, <laughs> but then I guess I, I don't know. I, it's, it's just, it's crazy. So during his Monday night broadcast, mm. Stewart described Trump and Biden as similarly challenged when it comes to questions about their mental fitness and advanced age, noting that they are fa- by far the two oldest candidates to ever run for the White House, while noting that Biden has lost a step and ridiculing the president's latest blunders, mm. especially in the wake of a special counsel report that depicted Biden as an elderly man with a poor memory. Stewart also noted that Trump and Biden are not the same. Mm. So basically what he said essentially is like Trump is worse. He definitely said like he kind of like said yeah. Trump is worse, but and we need he basically was like we need to beat Trump, like we can't have Trump as president. Yeah. But Biden is really not the best candidate to beat Trump, which is what everyone's talking about except yeah. for these people that are just like living in their own deluded land. Yeah. <laughs> well, he even goes on to say here <laughs> and he's talking about Biden. He hasn't been indicted as many times. <laughs> He hasn't had as many fraudulent businesses or been convicted in a civil trial for sexual assault mm. or been ordered to pay defamation or had his charities disbanded or stiffed a shit ton of blue collar tradesmen he's hired. I'm like, <laughs> the fact that he's even talking this about the, the old president, Trump, yeah. and the fact that Trump is in the running after fraudulent businesses, civil trials for sexual assault, defamation cases, indictment. How the fuck <laughs> is this guy able to run? I don't understand. Somebody explain it to me. Like, I please. don't get it. Well, the thing is, if he gets actually, like, did he get convicted? I don't know if he was like fully convicted, li- the thi- and the, but he's yeah. had fraudulent businesses. He's no, had, he was convicted in a civil trial. I think he had fraudulent businesses even before he ran for the president. First of course. Time. But this, we're talking about a man that like committed, essentially, allegedly committed election fraud i know and he's gonna run for president again yeah <laughs> that's what's so crazy i honestly i there was a meme and i uh, think i've talked about this meme before and again i apologize to all of our american friends because we have a lot of friends down we, in the u.s we do love you we, we love you guys anyone that listens to our podcast we love you yes you are not the you know yeah the americans we're talking about <laughs> but basically <laughs> I, there was this meme and i've talked about this before in the podcast but i want to re-bring it up to your guys's um vision or your minds um <laughs> it's like a picture of like a house and canada is the top and the u.s is like the basement uh-huh. and it's like you know we really like our neighbors you know they're the fun people oh, that live the in the meth- basement but <laughs> the sometimes we just, yeah but sometimes we just feel like we're living above a meth lab <laughs> like we don't know what's gonna happen down there you know yeah, something's gonna explode something's gonna explode something's gonna happen <sighs> and i just i just i just i don't know i know i just don't know it would be funny if it wasn't so scary. But, but I, I, I'm just like shocked because, you know, if I, for example, thinking about any other company, pretty much like if I, w- if I had criminal charges on my, on my, mm. o- on my own, as my own person, if I had run a fraudulent business, I've been convicted of sex, sexual assault. I'd have a record, all this stuff. You can bet if I started applying for jobs and in corporations mm. and stuff, I would have a hard time getting a job. Yeah. Because they would see that I've had these charges. And you're not even applying to be the president of the United States. Exactly. I, you know, with the company I'm working for now, I had to do criminal check. Yeah. I'm like, 
I, and if I had a, a huge criminal record or things like this, I probably wouldn't have been hired. So how the fuck is he running I, for president, Rose? I, I don't know. How are they both running for president? Make like, it make sense. Make it motherfucking make sense. Somebody please, guys. I just like I, I can't. Oh, my God. I actually cannot. And yeah. like to say that it's ageist is so beyond just you are not thinking at all. OK, yeah. we're talking about. We're talking about one of the most powerful people in the world. Yeah. That's the position. Yeah. And I think also like, again, not to try to be ageist, but you have to think here, like this sounds terrible, but like once you're hit your eighties guys, like, realistically how much more time you got left not you much know? time left unfortunately the reality is your average age of each country and i think the u.s I can, it's probably not that much higher than 80 itself um, i'm pretty sure 80 is already above the average uh lifespan, lifespan yeah, in the united right. states so so you're making decisions or or be <laughs> helping make decisions for a country where you might not be around yeah. to see the impacts of what exactly. your decisions are so how much easier is it for you to make decisions to be like oh, i don't fucking care exactly. like i'm not i'm not going to be here not saying that that's what they do but yeah. i'm like if you have to make a choice and you're not even going to be impacted by that choice oh my god really you're going to be like okay cool i actually cannot i know i cannot so guys what, so what this was, is a joke at this point it is yeah so what did the what did the view have to say about well uh, basically they're saying that like ages because like they're saying, oh, Trump is bad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we know Trump is bad. Yeah. Basically, okay, so they said uh, the stakes are so high. So Joy Behar mm -hmm. directly compared Russian President Vladimir Putin to Adolf Hitler, claiming that Trump victory would will lead to young Americans getting drafted to fight in a large-scale war caused by Russia. Okay, here's the thing. We are against the Trump presidency. Like, how are they not understanding this? Like, yeah. what people are saying is... If Biden runs, you know, being as like old and dementia as he is or whatever the hell is happening. Yeah. The chance that he's going to win against Trump is low. I know that's that, what they, well, that's, that's the scary what he's thing. Saying. Yeah. So what he's saying is we sh we can't have someone like Biden running against Trump. Mm. We got to have someone else because, yeah, like that. He, so he's saying the same thing. Like nobody's saying, oh, yeah, like l like we want Trump to be president. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like what? The how do you not understand it? Oh, anyways. So yeah, apparently like they're saying, yeah, they basically said that he's ageist and blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the hosts said, I love that John Stewart is back, but what's so offensive to me is that there is a difference between age and intelligence. There's a difference between age and vitality. Oh yeah. Uh, how vi vital, how vitalized, what's the word? <laughs> how, how Vi much vitality yeah. does uh, Joe Biden appear to have? Well, this is it. Like, he looks like he's about to faint every time I see him. Oh God, I know. And, and and again, he's in such a powerful position. Like, why is he not on a beach sipping a margarita, I know. Just enjoying his life? I don't understand. Again, another make it make sense <laughs> moment for me. And we've talked about this a million times in the podcast. Okay, you got money. Okay, you're old. You've been. <laughs> you've you've been worked president. your ass off your whole life. You've been president. You've been president already. Why go, are you not on a fucking beach or spending time with your family? Like, go do something fun, guys. Our years are precious I, here. I, I don't get it. If I can and I can afford to, I'm probably gonna try to retire early. Like, I am not gonna oh be working and doing all this shit and like running this crazy life up until my like 80s. I hope I don't have to do that. Yes. Like, I want to enjoy you. Like, oh my god. Especially like when you're older, but you're the young old age you mm. know what i mean like you're in your 60s yeah and even your 70s like go fucking travel go spend I time know. with your grandkids or your family or your friends like uh i know and then they said the problem with this country is that we don't value seniors which sparked a loud applause from the pro biden studio audience guys okay we're not it's not we're not we're saying not, not we valuing don't value seniors. seniors we are saying we don't need someone that is about to like that pro is signed is showing signs of early dementia mm. to run a country that is the most powerful country in the world. Yeah. Like make it make sense. Mm -hmm. This does not make any fucking sense. It's crazy. Ugh. Anyways, moving on, moving on. <laughs> All right. Daniel's story. Oh, would God you like to lead the way here? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> Oh my God. Apparently this, this man and, and, and guys, the reason I want to talk about this story is I also want This is an old story, Daniel. Yeah, it's old. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's just like come up to the limelight. I saw it on like oh, okay. TikTok. So this is a few and all, years old. Yeah. Okay. This is old. And the reason I want to talk about this is because also there's a ne newer Netflix <laughs> show, but it's also based on an old story. Okay. But anyway, women allegedly text man 159,000 times after one date. 
And apparently one of the texts was, I'd make sushi out of your kidneys. You know what we call that, Daniel? A stage 5,000 clinger. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. So apparently they met um, on a dating site. And basically they went on one date. And he, she had sent this pers- this man 159,000 text okay. messages over a 10-month period. There's a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a block button, sir. I know. Why did like I don't so, understand how this is even possible. So I don't know this story, right? So okay. let's uh, read it here. Hang on, let's just see. So Jacqueline, uh, Claire a- Addis, who was accused of stalking the man by breaking into his home, was arrested in May. Uh so basically, apparently she had sent at the time, wait, at the time, authorities alleged she had sent 75,000 texts, which is already insanity. A lot, yeah. Only after one date. But uh, police documents made public on Friday show mm. that she had sent allegedly a lot more messages, essentially like more than double that amount. Yeah, they're saying that she probably suffers from, from some mental health, uh, <laughs> all this other stuff. I'm sorry, you think? You think? So the reason I wanted to bring this story up, though, guys, is there's a new show or movie. It's like a docu-movie. Docu-series or a show? Show. It's just like a movie. It's like a... Docu-series. But it's not a series. It's like a... A documentary, Daniel? Documentary. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so there's a documentary. And because initially when I saw this 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 um, story, I think it came up on my TikTok or something. Yeah. And I was like, this is you fucking... You sent it to me. Yeah. I know. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, what is going on? How does somebody do this? Again, I thought about the number blocking yeah. and everything. So the, the there's a Netflix show called Lover, Stalker, Killer. Cut and it, down. It's about this guy. This I'm not going to go too much into it. This poor guy that... Oh, I know this story. Yes. And I know this story because you know me in the true crime. Yes. You'll know about it because there's I a, know exactly which story. There's a... So the guy m- that went on a date that met this woman. Yeah. And then he wanted a casual relationship. Yes. And they were sleeping together, blah, blah, blah. And this woman started becoming a little bit, you know, like... Blah, blah, blah. Well, there's there's a couple women in the story. Yes. And I initially don't know what's going on. I'm not going to ruin it yeah. if you haven't y- seen it. Yeah. But long story short, the woman that was stalking him, mm-hmm. right? She was sending him text messages. And he said, basically, what he was doing is... It, it, at first, they're coming in from her original number. So he blocked yes. her. He blocked her number. Sure. But then she just changed her number. And she kept changing yep. numbers and changing numbers and kept right. texting him. And then she'd email him. And so he would block the emails, but then she'd create a new email address and email him again. So she would like keep. So I think probably what this person, like I'm guessing at some point, if you're, <laughs> if you're getting these crazy texts, like I'm going to make sushi out of your kidneys or I'll oh wear your, God. I'll wear your fascia in the top of your skull and your hands and feet. I don't even, that doesn't even make sense. You would block that person. Right. But what I think happens is again, they just keep getting right. new numbers and keep blowing you up. Would you change your number? I would change my number. I think at that point I would, yeah. Because I, I, I think my I would change my number. I'd change my email address. I would probably, like, yeah. That's I'd be like, scary. fuck this shit. Like, like, stalking is scary. Exactly. Especially nowadays, I feel like the thing is, I don't actually know anybody's number off the top of my head. So if Rose, you change your number tomorrow, I'd be like, hey, cool. I'll just update my contact. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's not like, oh, you know, this person has my, because back in the day, we used to have everybody's phone number like memorized. Right. So that would be different because then you're like, oh, shit, people aren't going to know my number. But now nobody knows anyone's number. So. What right. difference does it make? Exactly. So you just have to be like, hey, I changed my number. Here's my number to the people that you actually want. Exactly. To have my yeah. contact. So. My God. But now it's like stalking is fucking scary. I know. This, yeah. that particular story, like I yeah. watched the documentary and I was like, oh my God, I felt so bad for this poor man. His but life. Also like, I'm sorry. I, I know this story so yeah. I can say this. And like, again, like I do feel bad for him. He is like a victim in this scenario. Mm. Well, one of the victims. But yeah. I'm like, did you really not catch on a little bit? Because like there's a twist, you guys, to the story. Yeah. And I'm like, did you not catch on? Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, are you that stupid? Mm. Are you that dense? Like, what's going on? Yeah. There's something wrong with that man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think there's there's definitely also something, again, not to blame him because mm. there's someone else that's definitely the the villain. Yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> the fucking it's villain. It's absolutely insane. It's actually a really sad story. It is. You know what blew my mind, though? It's like, it's so dumb. I'm watching the documentary, right? All this shit's going on. All this, like, text messaging and emails, yeah. all this bullshit. And then like a year goes by and the case kind of goes cold a year goes by, or maybe it's almost two years. And this new detective team is like, we want to take on this case. Yeah. We were going to, we're going to do some more investigation. The first thing they do when they, when they take on this new case is they get an IT analyst to like, look at, you know, the IP addresses so and stuff. And I'm like, you're saying they never did that before. No. This- In the very beginning, I was like the whole time I was like literally watching it. And I was like screaming at the TV because <laughs> as soon as they did that, they started narrowing down like locations. Exactly. And I'm like, why would you? And it's not like it was like 20 years later where technology's advanced. So it was like, soon it was before. like a year after. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we should get an IT person to like oh look at the IP addresses. It's like, 
Why would you not do that to begin with? Honestly, some of these like cases, it's so frustrating. Like not all cases, but mm. so many times when you see like the the horrible police work. Yeah. You're just like, how? I didn't even go to like police academy. Or like a detective or academy. Or detective academy. Yeah. And I would have thought, yeah, first thing, track the fucking exactly. information. The first thing that I would do, literally guys, and I'm not a police detective, <laughs> I'm nothing. But like if I... If I was it was working that case, and it was a stalker case, and it was a when it was a stalker case, and the mode of stalking was primarily via text message, text and electronic stuff, you can bet I'd get a fucking <laughs> IT person. <laughs> That's on the that. first thing. That's you the would first do. thing I would do. I'd be like, find out the IP addresses. What number are these coming from? Where is the location? Has there been a GPS that's, that's come from the phone? That's insane. They didn't like, check. I, I didn't. When I, I literally was yelling. I was like, I, what the fuck? So basically, like, I'll tell you one premise, which I won't give away the thing. Yeah. But basically, a woman like keeps messaging this guy, right? Yeah. And is like stalking. But this woman is supposed to be missing. Yeah. So again, like, A, she's missing. So yeah. why are we not figuring out where the fuck she is? But that was another thing, too. And again, if, and again, maybe it's like, if, if she's just missing and you're like, okay, you know what? She, she decided to be missing. It, it's her choice. Mm. Then fine. But if she's stalking someone, I think you can probably track where she is yeah and also her mom though because this this woman had gone missing and then she was still stalking this guy's yeah, life yeah, yeah, yeah. her mom also though her mom was like this is really fucking weird yeah so she put out a missing persons thing right because she's like i haven't seen my daughter yeah even though her daughter mess and her daughter's the one that went mess- missing her daughter had messaged her on facebook and said i'm fine i'm just like i'm moving out of the out of state sure, or something. yeah and and as a parent though she was like this doesn't seem right like yeah. you you were left your child with me yeah this is weird this is weird and still, they were just like, oh, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, some of the police work, I'm just like, I don't understand. Oh. And you know what's crazy about like stalker cases? This this kind of shit freaks me out because stalker cases, oftentimes, mm. you know, maybe like this scenario or whatever, it gets like ignored to the point where it only gets a tr- like attention mm. once something bad already happened. This is true. This, mm-hmm. this is even this case because even in this case, once they kind of narrowed it down to mm. who it was, mm-hmm. again, not giving anything away, <laughs> they were like, oh, we can't, we can't, they kept saying they couldn't arrest her and stuff because they didn't have sufficient ev- evidence or whatever. Right. And I'm like, literally, you have text <laughs> messages of her telling you you're going to kill people. You have yeah. evidence of all of these other things, which I'm not going to say that so she did. Is it because it wasn't like <coughs> DNA evidence? I don't know. They just kept yeah. being like, we can't arrest her. And I'm like, you can. Yeah. You have proof. <laughs> what are you doing? They're like, no, we need oh to like god. link it's her to so this. And I was just like, I was like, oh my god. Anyway. Like so many cases I've seen where like a woman's getting stalked, for example, mm. by this guy. Like she calls in multiple times yeah. saying, hey, this guy's doing this. This guy's doing this. And like just like nothing is done. And eventually she like ends get, she, she ends up dead. Yep. And it's just like, oh my god. Like. People need to take stalking seriously, like especially mm. that kind of behavior. Because because at the end of the day, guys, like stalking is not a normal behavior. It's not a normal behavior. Like, it's 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 very like for you to become so obsessed with somebody that you're like stalking their life, like that is that is dangerous. It's borderline dangerous because that person isn't thinking clearly. Exactly. They're in some kind of like stalking trance. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like this person that was stalking this guy, the amount of work and yes. effort. So much went into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was crazy. Like, guys, she was yeah. she was driving past this guy's ex-wife house, like, circling it on a daily... And that's, that's like, a the very normal thing that she did compared yeah. to some of the other shit she did. She was, like, follow... She'd, like, send him text messages. She'd be watching him the whole time he's at work. Did she kill her pets or something? Some some shit happened. Rose, don't go to don't don't get too much into it because okay, we don't want to give it away to listeners. Guys, you gotta um, watch it. Yeah, you gotta watch it. She was like, uh, like I'm I'm being vague. I'm being <laughs> purposely vague. She like did so many things that I'm like literally like I can barely keep up with like my work and my own personal life versus like fucking stalking somebody. I mean. That's like, another thing. It's that next level. I know. It's fucking dangerous. People that are doing it, it's generally like again. I think the person that's initially stalking isn't meant to be malicious, but it becomes malicious. Like it becomes like yeah. something else. Because I think really deep down they just want to have a connection with that person. <laughs> I don't think it's that simple, Daniel. I yeah. think they just have severe mental health issues. Yeah, they have violent tendencies. They feel they feel like they want to. They have like possessive tendencies. Yeah, like they feel like this person. Like how dare they ignore me? How dare they? Yeah, you know. And they feel like oh, and, and oftentimes like if they end up killing the person, it's like. Oh, like I'd rather like you die than, than be, be with, with somebody anyone. else. Yes. So it's, it's not like just, oh, they just want a connection. Like they literally like have so many problems. Right. Like, you know, and it, it is a violent, like stalking itself is so like, like imagine somebody doing that to you. Well, and this is, this is the thing, even watching this documentary, mm. 
um, literally at one point, this is why I was like saying to the poor guy, <laughs> it was crazy. Like imagine somebody for like two years, actually I think it went on for four years almost, like literally sending you like daily text messages right. that they're going to like kill you. They're going to kill your ex-wife. They're going to kill your kids. They're going to like. Did he not report this? Yeah, it was all reported. Did he report? Oh, right. Yeah. And they just like never did anything. Yeah. <laughs> And like, imagine like how, how are we going to find out where these text messages came from? Exactly. I have no idea. Maybe we should call an IT person. <laughs> um, and then, and then on, t- on t- like, seriously guys, oh, I was so enraged when like the oh second God. part of this docuseries, yeah, yeah. document, documentary, documentary. Started. <laughs> I was so shocked because the first thing they did, like, let's get an IT person. And right away, like within like an hour, like not even like an hour, the guy was like, okay, so I've narrowed down the IP addresses. This is the location of where these. Where oh my God. And I was like, they could have literally figured this out in the first week. Yes. It's so crazy. I was like, I was like yelling at my TV. But Ugh. anyway, I, I do feel like stalking needs to be taken really seriously, and it is very dangerous. And you know, it, it also takes a really significant toll on the person that's being stalked's yeah. mental health. I can't even imagine. Like, imagine someone's texting you, like, and they're like, "Hey, like right now." Imagine someone's like, "Hey, Rose, I can see you recording with your friend oh, Daniel." Oh my right god, now. I would fucking like, die. Be like, "Oh, you're gonna take take the dog for a walk soon?" Oh my god, I'd it's be like, so scary. It would be unreal mm-hmm. unfucking real yeah. to have that level of like creepiness meanwhile them saying like oh i saw you on a date with this guy yeah, he's I'm gonna, gonna pay. fucking kill you i'm and- gonna kill him first and he's ah! gonna, I'm gonna and then send you pictures of his like stabbed clothes oh my god stop okay anyway or pictures when you're walking out of your house and pictures inside your house no that's so fucking daniel stop people are listening to this maybe at nighttime this okay? is true <laughs> we don't want to scare people okay hey you know i've heard of weird things like people like you know oh, yeah i mean like, people, crazy shit people be crazy okay people would break into someone's house just for their people underwear you be- know <laughs> <laughs> okay guys <laughs> final story daniel's making fun of me i am final story yes uh which Daniel thought was a surprising story, which I don't think it is. I thought it was surprising, uh, but you're right. Maybe but this isn't an old article. But again, to me, this is the most obvious thing in the world. Yeah. Polyamory is on the rise and society should be more accommodating. Research mm. argues. So a new book argues that more needs to be done to support consensual. This is the key, though. Consensual non-monogamous relationships. Well, of course. Because I feel and this is my I, I think there's a lot a hot of hot take. I have a hot take, guys. I, I feel like polyamory when done right, not saying that I know the right way to do it at all, but <laughs> when done in a kind of consensual, like very adult sort of way, I feel like there's a lot of benefits and it can be a really positive thing for everybody that's involved. What I feel like happens more often than not is like I've seen like these like shows on TV or random shit where like somebody's in a polyamorous relationship because their partner wants to sleep around or be with other people but also wants to be in a serious relationship right so and I feel like that can cause issues even if you I, I don't know I just feel like it's, it's it seems to sometimes be one-sided you know like it's not like I don't think consensual is the right word because technically it is consensual if you've allowed it to happen that's true so yeah. consensual is not the right word but I know what you're saying they both yeah. want they both, they both have, have to want, want the polyamorous yes. relationship yeah. instead of one party wanting it more than the other or one party pushing it on the other. And so they kind of agree, but yeah. do they agree? Do they really agree? Yeah. So that's the, so consensual is like a tricky word because technically it's consensual. It's not yeah. like they're cheating on the partner, yeah. you know, but it's kind of like, they're almost pushing the partner in that direction. Otherwise they're probably going to break up with the partner. Exactly. I think it would just be for me, my perspective, like, I think there's so there's positives. I mean, especially nowadays, if you think about how expensive everything's getting, imagine there's three, four. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to figure out where you were going with this. <laughs> well, think about it, Rose. Imagine. So, I mean, you know, imagine you have three <laughs> partners. You guys all live together. That's four people to split the bills with. I don't think many people like live like there are couples like that or throuples yeah. or whatever they're called, where there's like literally three in a couple. Mm. <laughs> Three engaged in a romantic mm. relationship. Uh, but I think a lot of times, actually, who the fuck knows? Mm. Let's see here. Polyamory has been on the rise for some time, mm. despite social and political stigmas surrounding it. But research suggests that such romantic relationships can offer emotional and physical benefits to all involved, mm. which is not, again, not surprising to me. Not a shocker. I think some people might be shocked, but that's not surprising because I've always said monogamy is a social construct. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, th- and that's interesting to think about because we, we need to think about like before we, I guess I, I don't want to necessarily say evolve, but before we got to where we were, when we were living in the wild, like when we were our more animal animalistic selves, which we're still animals now, but when we were 
like yeah. out there, you know, out <laughs> when in we the, were the cavemen, when we were the cavemen <laughs> and stuff, it's interesting to see like what sort of societal relationships did we form back then? Was it, you know, a matriarchal patriarchal, right. was it like monogamous? And I'm sure there's research and there's probably articles I could read about this shit, but like, was it typical to have a monogamous partnership back then? Like, I don't know if it necessarily was, I don't think that's mm. in our inherent DNA. DNA. Like it does feel nice to the idea of having a monogamous partner, but at the same time, like, is that what is actually at our core? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like some animals, and we talked about this the before. Birds. There's certain birds that mate for life, and if their partner dies, they never get another mate. And well, some of them kill themselves. Exactly. So <laughs> that's di- that that is in their inherent makeup, you know? Yeah. Whereas, you know, a lot of especially like a lot of the primates that that the family yeah. that we're closest to none of them are in monogamous (laughs) relationships we're not monogamous by nature yeah let me tell you like because if we were mm. we wouldn't have a 50 percent divorce rate and we wouldn't need something like marriage to essentially force us to be together this is actually a really good point because going back to those birds example if we were those birds there would be you know you get your mate for life so natural and guess what no there would never be divorces there'd never be any of that stuff Mm -hmm. but you're right it's not kind of normal we've just kind of forced it upon ourselves So consensual polyamory, having more than one sexual or emotional relationship at once, has become increasingly common in many countries in recent years. According to statistics published in 2021, 4 to 5%, that's pretty high. That seems very high. That's higher than the vegan population, oh lord, of the American (laughs) population practices polyamory. And haven't you noticed like on the apps, it's like you see a lot of people that are like, like I can't remember what the terms are, but basically they're like looking for a third or... I've seen actually a lot of this or they're already in a couple but they're you know they're they're dating around i've seen a lot of it mm. I, I feel like there's probably even more in the gay oh, world in the gay world it's, because it's, people are a little bit more like become, free <laughs> yeah like every second person on the app is like in a relationship but looking to open up and oh you god know, damn and explore i mean you know if i could do it I don't know. Like maybe, you know what? I'll It sounds good, but I think it's so ingrained in me this idea yes. of monogamy. But I think it's ingrained in us by society, right? It like is. It's, it it's is, a social social construct. It's a social construct that we've built up. So anything outside of that is considered like deviant and like not the norm. And I think mm. our mind is conditioned in such a way that we, you know, for example, we get jealous and we get all this other stuff yeah. that, you know, again are things that have been built into us through watching you know oh prince charming get married and they have a beautiful yeah. life and they just love each other they don't talk about how 50 percent of those prince charming fucking <laughs> and prince uh queen charmings or whatever they, they fucking cheat on each other they yeah. fucking get in divorces yeah. like it's like yeah yeah and it's it's kind of i think it's great i think if people th- again if they both agree yeah and they both want to open up the relationship and oftentimes, again, if it's done right, yeah. they say that the relationship is better, like their they original thrive. primary relationship is better. Because the thing is, this is it's a similar argument to, you know, for example, not just focusing on your romantic relationship. It's kind of yeah. similar, right? It's like you're not supposed to try to get everything from one person. Yeah. So that's why it's important, even if you're in a romantic relationship and even if you're in a monogamous romantic relationship, mm. to not abandon your other friendships family relationships true and all of those other things i know i thought about this too like if i ever dated a guy that was like bisexual for example Mm. you know maybe he would come to me and be like you know (gasps) oh you've thought about this well i've roughly thought okay not like not in depth guys but i'm like hey if i started dating someone that was bi for example Uh uh-huh you know we have a good relationship we like each other you know all this stuff but then maybe he comes to me and he's like hey you know like i i love you i want to be with you but also Mm. there's there's something missing the badge in, exactly <laughs> there's something missing in my life that i love the sexual side of it oh not shit. saying i don't want to be with you but i also want to incorporate that in my life as well so i mean like who you know that's and would what do you think you'd say i don't know i don't know like again i i would would hope that i would be open-minded Whew, that's but tough i don't know that is tough that's like if you were dating a bisexual man Rose, and, and he's like i want some date yeah i need i need to get me some date i need to get some date i guess as long as they're being safe and stuff i think that's another concern is like once you start having more sexual partners it's like are your partners that are in this consensual polyamory are you all being safe because obviously yeah you don't want to get stis yeah. and like all kinds of stuff well these like, are these are i think a lot of people have like if they're actually doing this like 
properly, they'll have like full on discussions oh, and yeah. have rules. Ground rules. Like for example, and polyamory looks different for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Again, I learned this through that podcast I used to listen to all the time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Called the Sa- guys. If you want to learn all about this topic, um, listen to the Savage Lovecast. Yeah. Um, which is a podcast, and it's very interesting because the uh, the host, which is Dan Savage, he's like a gay man in like an open relationship. He's married, um, and he talks a lot about this topic, and it's really fascinating because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. But yeah. yeah, there's all these like different rules and different dynamics. Like some people have like a primary partner. Mm. So like they look like a couple, but then they'll have like girlfriends or boyfriends like on the side and, Mm. or they'll just, yeah. And they have like various different rules, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, you know what I say? I can't, (laughs) I'm struggling already just to get one partner. So like, I don't know how much more time and effort once I get a partner that I want to put into getting four, three or four more partners. But you know what they say? Like once, how do, how do I say? It's almost like... Once you're off the market, everybody wants you. Exactly. Everybody wants you. It's like the opposite. Well, like not the opposite. It's like when it rains, it pours, but in a positive way. Yeah. It's like... it's Well, I think it comes down to supply and demand. Like right now, I have a lot of supply. <laughs> so... No. You have a lot... You have demand, but not... The supply chain is a problem. No, I'm no? thinking... I'm, no, no, no. I'm okay. thinking... Hang on. How do I want to say this? I'm thinking <laughs> like right now, because because I'm single, I'm very available, right? Like ah. I'm very... My supply is generous. I can go on lots of dates. I can do lots of things. <laughs> so the demand is like, oh, because when supply's up, demand ah, is down. Okay, you know? I or see what you're saying. My my I see my what you're my saying. value in the market, right? Because think about it like this. Yes, the more you are in demand, the more people want you essentially. Yes. So yes. so then all of a sudden I get into a relationship and now my supply is really low <laughs> and everyone's like, fuck, I want some of that. He's in a relationship now. Yes, and then people come out of the woodworks. <laughs> Exactly. No, yeah. it, it happens all the time. Yes, it does. All the time. It's either I'm dating zero people or three people. Yep. <laughs> never. There's never a happy medium, you know? <laughs> and on that positive note, guys, thank you. Guys, s- comment below. Are you yeah. in a polyamorous relationship? What do you guys think of the polyamory, polyamorous relationships? Yes. I find it fascinating. Me too. I kind of wish I could do it. I mean, you never, never say never. You never know. Yeah. You know? Who knows? We could, we could have a poly... You know what? I love the idea of you having that like commune and we can all just live a our... commune and we all just like... Have our poly- polyamorous partners and it's just kind of like a big, you know, fun big place. Big orgy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. I mean, you know what? Like, we only live once. Yo, what um, are we doing with one person? Exactly. And on that positive note... <laughs> thank you so much for watching this episode, guys. Um, as Rose mentioned before, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to give this video a thumbs up, some comments, talk about polyamory, talk about some other <laughs> of the stories. What do you think about Biden and Trump running? Oh, Lord Jesus. Do you think there is, should be an age limit on the do presidential candidacy? Do you think we're being candidacy? ageist? Yeah. Are we being ageist? Are me and Rose not woke enough? I mean, who knows? <laughs> Um, uh, also don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcast platform. If that's where you're listening to us, hit that follow button and you'll get updated as soon as new episodes go live. And of course, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the savage podcast for lots of exclusive content, ad free content and episodes a week earlier than everybody else. God damn. Thank you so much for listening guys. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.